It's Wednesday, everybody. It's Wednesday. And it's time for another Wellness Wednesday episode. And this one is about how trauma is stored in the body and how to release it. You know, traumatic events in your life can leave you feeling shocked, hopeless, unable to cope. I know it seems sometimes like the pandemic is so far away, but it was really only three years ago. And that's when it started. So, you know, the pandemic came along and trauma was kind of forced into the limelight and people were dealing with emotional pain, social isolation, financial worries, and the crushing grief of losing a loved one. I'm coming upon a year of losing my mom. She passed away November 6th last year. And I am noticing, I've been going through not only the five stages of grief, which if you don't know what that is, go back into my Wellness Wednesdays and listen to that episode, because it's very powerful. But I've also been dealing with trauma that's stored in my body. And I know that it is because I just feel it. I will cry out of nowhere. I'll get triggered. And if trauma isn't processed properly, it lingers. And many believe that unprocessed trauma is stored in your nervous system. And these trapped issues in your tissues, as they say, may have detrimental effects on your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And I believe it actually can make you sick. Now, my mom was such a wonderful human being and so incredibly sensitive to pain, emotional pain, physical pain, but I really believe that she had stored trauma that she never dealt with, that sat in her nervous system and sat in her body. We used to talk about it all the time and it was something that she just wasn't ready to deal with. And, you know, trauma is an emotional reaction to stressful, frightening, and disturbing things that have happened and she had a lot of those things in her life including one of the things that seems trivial but was very very traumatic for her was losing her dog her dog was put to sleep when she was at school by my grandmother who you know I remember my mom saying that they since talked about it and she apologized my grandmother was a single mom she had her husband went off into the hospital with Huntington's disease, nobody really knew what it was. They, you know, he was basically left her with these two kids to try to take care of, and she was working two jobs, and the dog was too much to take care of. So, my grandmother, uh, in a moment of whatever she was thinking, um, brought the dog and put the dog to sleep, and it traumatized my mom to the point where she took in every stray animal she could ever take in. She would talk about that event in her life which she was, you know, a child, but she would still cry about it. So that emotional reaction and that stress and that disturbing incident to her was still very much a part of her life and still very much real and stored in her nervous system. So that's not as big of tra- of a trauma situation as, you, you know, the next thing that happened to my mother, which was losing her father at the age of 19 and he passed away from Huntington's disease and she had to lose him before that at you know the age of 12 I I believe when he went off to the hospital and so many just so many things that were so raw for her and she ended up having unexplained pain in her body people thought it was lupus people thought it was a lot of other things but she had a lot of physical ailments and I believe a lot of this uh 
was connected to some of that trauma. So some other examples of traumatic experiences include, of course, the worst thing, war, natural disasters, sexual or physical assault, death of a loved one, witnessing death or a severe injury, serious illness, a severe automobile accident, domestic abuse. There are so many more that we could list, but you know, those are the big T's, as they say, of trauma. These are the ones that are most often linked with post-traumatic stress disorder, and that's a condition that affects around 8% of Americans, but it seems like more, because I feel like we all have PTSD from the pandemic, but those big, huge traumatic things in our life absolutely, I believe, are stored in your body if you don't take care of them. But also trauma can come from other distressing events that affect your ability to cope, such as breakups, divorce, long-term emotional or physical abuse, bullying, losing a job, injuries, financial worries, just your everyday little things that can have a compound effect. You know, little traumas might not make the mark for getting a PTSD diagnosis, but it doesn't take away from the emotional damage that they can cause. So accumulating enough of the little T's trauma, you know, may harm you just as much as something that was bigger. So everyone has a stress threshold. Trauma happens when this threshold is crossed. And if you feel unable to cope with the situation at hand, so traumatic events activate your body's fight or flight system. Your heartbeat, your blood pressure rise, digestion slows down, stress hormones and like cortisol and adrenaline amp up. Basically, your body, your body is ready to fight for your life. And I feel like, and I've said this before on this podcast, this is what happened to us the past three years. We were in fight or flight. And if you were before that, which I kind of have been, my entire life, which I'm not going to go into therapy session on, on this Wellness Wednesday, but I know that I have a fight or flight life and I've always been attracted to meditation, attracted to healing arts because of the fact that I need to heal myself because just in the entertainment industry alone, regardless of my childhood and the, the chaotic household that I had and not feeling you know, emotionally safe sometimes, in the entertainment industry, I was never, I never felt safe in my job. I never felt that I was safe in my financial life. I was constantly hustling and constantly feeling like I'm in a fight or flight system with my body. So that's terrible if I think about it. But you know, you're, when you're in this emergency mode, non-essential tasks like you know, filing your short-term memory are put on hold. I, I have short-term memory problems sometimes and a long-term memory because I forget I have a, a glitch in my body's memory processing system because of the fact that I'm constantly in a fight or flight. There are things that I remember, the trauma, I wish I could forget that, a lot of that stuff I wish I could forget in detail, but like the short-term memory or the small things will kind of go away. So where is the trauma stored in your body? There are all kinds of debates about whether trauma is stored in your brain or some theories are backed up by scientific studies where others are you know, anecdotal evidence, but it's tough to prove. But trauma does affect your brain. It can change your brain and the neurotransmitters in your brain. You know, research reveals that people with PTSD have 
a smaller memory center of their brain that is sensitive to stress. So they they tend to have more active um, an amygdala, the part of your brain that processes emotions such as fear. You may forget, like I may forget some things, but my body does not forget. So, you know, emerging evidence suggests that trauma doesn't affect, doesn't just affect your brain, but affects your cells because everything is energy, right? And not to get too deep because I could go into a whole other thing about this, but you can, you can lead to, you know, uh, all this hypervigilance and this state of fight or flight, you can get into an adrenal burnout. I've talked about this on my Wellness Wednesdays, adrenal fatigue. So all of this unprocessed trauma, you know, studies have been done and, and you know, Harvard, is, Harvard Health has reported that this unprocessed trauma can make you more prone to several health conditions, heart attack, stroke, obesity, diabetes, and cancer, even cancer. My mom had um, heart problems. She had diabetes. She had... Um, just pain in her body that she she connected to food but I really don't know that there was an allergy there in fact she did get an allergy test and there was no allergies she had no food allergies so it was very strange but I you know in in this year of losing her and trying to because I did this as she was alive I used to talk to her about it all the time but trying to navigate and figure out what's going on what's the base of it I did as a holistic health practitioner with her, which I was told not to do because you shouldn't work on your family, but I was wanting to help her. And I went to her and I said, mom, I think that this, some of this pain could be caused by this trauma in your life that you've never, you know, worked out. And uh, oh, no, 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 absolutely not. And that's, that's what she said. She said, no, no, that's not it. No, no, no. And I thought that was interesting because it does take some bravery to let this go. To know that the trauma is stored in your body, it can be really stuck for decades. And you have to let that out. And I always say there's no bad emotion. There's just uh, sometimes improper times to express it. <laughs> so, you know, I walked into, I got a massage this morning and I walked into my massage therapist's office and just got uh, completely emotional. I just started to, like, I had to hold back my tears. And it was amazing because I was like, oh my God, I don't know why I'm crying right now. Like, I I was fine. I didn't think I was going to be just, uh, it, and so I just kind of let it out. And she's known me for a while, so she was like, yeah, this is, you know, you're going through grief. So let's get to the good stuff. How to release this trapped trauma from your body, Okay. Here are nine tips and tools for releasing stored trauma that's in your body. Now, this is from coreflexwellness.com. I'm going to put this in my show notes so you guys can read this article for yourself. But I'm going to just give you a little tidbit of what this uh, these tips are to help you release stored trauma. Releasing trauma can be very intense. Okay, emotions, memories may bubble up to the surface and feel overwhelming and downright scary, which is what I believe why my mom would not go to the root of some of these feelings for her. Um, She also would never get a massage. I remember this. It it was something that I just was like, why mom? I don't understand. And I was really pushing and I was trying. This is like for 20 years. Mom, go get a massage. Mom, you'll feel so much better. She really didn't like the fact 
she didn't want that. She didn't want to have someone touching her. There was this, and this is, she's not abnormal in that. There's so many people who don't want to release this trauma, even though they may want to, they're connected to this pain. And like a blanket, it's kind of comforting them. Um, It's a strange thing, but it's, you know, it's all connected with your mind, your body, and your trapped emotions. So the first tip uh, to release these emotions and this trauma is make friends with your feelings. I laugh because it just sounds really cheesy and woo-woo, but make friends with your feelings. If you want to heal it, you have to feel it. Feelings are energy and motion. Okay, aka e-motion, energy in motion. So let those feelings move. It's easier said than done as emotions like fear, sadness, and shame can be so painful to bring up and out of you. Many people run from these feelings like my mother and the pain feels like it's too much to bear. But this avoidance tactic often generates anxiety that I can, I can say, yes, I've felt that so much. But what you resist persists. What you resist persists. So instead of pushing uncomfortable feelings away, get curious about them. Notice when sensations arise. Do you feel a knot in your chest? Are you holding your breath? Just witness whatever you're feeling without judgment and see yourself without judgment. Offer kindness to yourself and healing from the trauma. So research shows that even the simplest act of naming your emotions can help lessen your intensity. So once you start approaching your feelings with curiosity rather than fear, everything shifts. So I recommend reading a book called The Body Keeps Score. And it's really an amazing book. Um, I had to study it when I did massage therapy. Second tip for you, slow down and be still. You cannot be aware of your feelings if you're always in motion. And a lot of people, including my mother, I'm going to keep going back to my mom because this is this is completely, this whole episode is inspired by her. My mom would be so busy. She kept herself so busy all the time. Because if you're busy, you're not aware of your feelings or you can ignore certain things. So slow down and be still and be present in your body. You know these people. There's people that are bing, 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 and they're really busy. And I can be that person 1,000%. But then there's also people who have this calmness about them, and they're still. And I have both that I'm really tapping into as much as I possibly can. So in this tip, resist the urge to constantly distract yourself with noise, screens, television, those never-ending to-do lists, Find time to be still and in a safe place and just observe what comes up as you breathe. You could say this is meditation because that's exactly what it is. Sip a cup of tea on your porch. Take a bath. Journal. Do a five-minute meditation. doesn't have to be long. Spend time in nature. That's also and always has been an excellent way to let go of constant, a constant need for speed. I said this on my social media, would you rather live in a small town or a big city? And I've lived in both, and I have to tell you, it depends on my priorities in life, my time of my life. Being a mom of two, my life and my priorities have changed. But I have to say, the reason people have country homes or beach houses 
if they live in the big city is because they need a break. They need to slow down. So be aware of your emotions and let go. Number three, move your body. This one may seem paradoxical after the last one, but listen, while being still is important for releasing trauma, movement is important too. Movement truly is medicine. Now, as a dancer, I'm, I have a whole, whole entire Wellness Wednesday I could do about just moving your body. But exercise helps your body burn off adrenaline, release endorphins, calm your nervous system, and relieve stress. I would rather dance in a studio for hours on end than go to the gym. That's just different. It's spiritual for me. But physical movement in any form will get your energy moving. And some forms of exercise like yoga are especially helpful for trauma. There's actually something new called trauma yoga. Um, It just sounds awful, but (laughs) it just like I don't want to go to a class that's called trauma yoga. So I feel like everyone's going to be crying and doing poses and stuff like that. But yoga is definitely proven as an effective treatment for relieving PTSD and improving overall your overall well-being. Number four, going along with yoga, breath work. Oh my gosh, whenever I feel anxiety and that fight or flight, I just breathe. I take a deep, deep, deep breath and let my body relax and hold on. I always put my hand right on right on my solar plexus, right on my heart. And intentional breathing may help you process stored thoughts, emotions, and memories that have been pushed to the side. I think the reason why when I walked into my massage therapist, I've been, you know, I'm on duty by myself. My husband's on tour, a different tour than TSO. He's on another tour, but I'm home taking care of everything. So I'm constantly in this this fight or flight or to-do list place and I get sometimes I snap at my boys at the end of the night because they won't go to bed and I it's 10 30 at night and I'm like I need a half hour to just be by myself and I feel bad I always feel bad after that but I just sometimes and I don't put on the television I just need to breathe I just need to breathe I got up early I got up at 5 30 this morning just popped out of bed And I had to have my cup of coffee and no noise, no music, nothing, just me and the silence of this small town and my breath. So that's a really important thing. There's also something that I love and you guys know that I am a tap dancer. So this is one of my favorite, favorite techniques and I've been doing it for 20 years now actually. Emotional freedom technique is what it's called, EFT. It's also known as tapping, which I think is funny. Um, But it involves tapping energy meridian points along your body while focusing on an issue or a memory. This rebalances your energy system and releases emotional pain. Believe it or not, EFT is often used for depression, anxiety, and PTSD. In fact, one study found that 60% of veterans no longer met the criteria for PTSD after just three tapping sessions. I wish that this was connected to tap dancing, but it's not. (laughs) There is an EFT practitioner, but there's also so many free videos on YouTube. You could just learn how to do, 
how to tap your EFT tapping points. I actually learned this from my therapist, Terry Cole, and I taught it to my sons because my oldest son sometimes gets anxiety. And I said, sweetheart, let's just do I am well, all is well. And that's what I have him say. That's his mantra. And I have him tap the meridian points. He doesn't know what it is. I just said, tap, 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 and tap here, tap here. And they do it and it's so adorable to see them do it because children have this freedom. They they don't feel judged or anything and I'm I'm doing it with them and it just it's just something that they're gonna do. And it has helped them so much. So emotional freedom technique, EFT. Look that up. The next thing is body work. So that's just what I got today. Um and I had the whole study about it, about you know, people who burst into tears or even burst into anger fits on the table while they're getting worked on. And I've had that. I've had many people cry. I've had a couple people get really mad. Not at me, just mad in general. And they had to walk out of the room. So, well, what this is, is your fascia, the connective tissues in your body can become blocked from traumatic events and trapped emotions. So what's called myofascial release is a form of massage that releases your fascia by finding restricted areas in the body and unwinding that tissue. So it's not uncommon when you do that for memories and emotions to surface during the session. Deep tissue or, or craniosacral, craniosacral massage are other excellent options for letting go of emotional trauma. Now, I don't know anything about this next one, but this is the seventh tip, which is called EMDR therapy, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. So it's a psychotherapy technique often used to treat anxiety and PTSD, but it incorporates rhythmic eye movements while recalling traumatic experiences. This sounds so fascinating. And it says that, you know, uh, one scientific review of 24 studies found that EMDR provided massive relief from emotional distress. See, these are things that I have to now release and let go of because my mom was not willing to try any of this. So if you have somebody in your life who you're like, ooh, listen to this Wellness Wednesday, here's some ways to release trauma stored in your body, or I feel like this would help you, you can suggest it. Not everybody is open to it. And not everybody's going to do it. And sometimes one of the hardest lessons in life is that you have to then let go. Because I had to watch my mom suffer. And I don't know that that would have helped. I don't know that 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 was the solution for her to release trauma that was stored in her body. But my God, it wouldn't have hurt. That's that's how I feel. But that's not how she felt. She didn't want to do it. And so I had to respect that. And whenever she would talk about her pain or she would talk about her heart or her lungs or everything that was kind of shutting down in her body, I just had to say, I'm so sorry, mom. I'm so sorry. And let it go because I wanted to help her. And that's kind of what those of us who are helpers in the world, we have to let go of the fact that sometimes people don't want your help or they don't know how to be open to it. The next tip is sound and vibrational healing. Now I've done what's called sound baths and it is all the rage in health and wellness and in especially in Los Angeles when I lived there. So it involves using the power of vibration, tuning forks, singing bowls, or gongs to relax the mind and the body. And I have to tell you, it sounds 
silly when I for me I was like what is this this is ridiculous but again being open to it I'm very open to new things well if you think about it this way and this made a lot of sense to me the human body is 75% water so that makes us the perfect conductors for vibration and sound healing and if you think about it music or going to see an orchestra why is that so healing to hear and feel the vibrations in our bodies why do we do that why don't we just put on a record or put on a cd and cd no one puts on cds anymore (laughs) put on anything and just listen to it no we want to go to that physical place because certain vibrations can tune the body and release trapped emotions it's kind of it, it makes so much sense to me so while the research on this sound and vibrational healing is limited there is evidence that sound healing can relieve tension anxiety depression and just improve your well-being so why not try it people feel really relaxed after a session i thought it was super cool and it create created just a peaceful space in my body so i just loved that now there's another the last two tips are not things that i know about but i'm just going to mention them network spinal analysis which is called nsa it's a chiropractic technique that uses gentle touches on the spine to release tension and stored trauma in the nervous system so it's not your traditional chiropractic method there's no twisting or cracking but it's gentle and it allows clients to feel safe so they can truly let go. This reminds me of kind of what Nuka is, which is I've also done a Wellness Wednesday on that. So go check that out. And the last tip is somato respiratory integration. Again, I don't know anything about that, but it is a system of healing that uses the power of breath to teach you to tune into your body. So it kind of goes back to breath work. But there is you know, a lot of, a lot of information on this, all of these tips that I mentioned. And here's the takeaway, you guys, nearly everyone in this world will face some form of trauma in their lifetime. That's kind of part of being a human being. Yet when those traumatic events aren't fully processed, they can harm both your physical and emotional health. So you may deal with somatic symptoms such as pain, digestive distress, and just feel a steady stream of anxiety or depression. And that's because trauma is stored in your body, in your nervous system, as an overactive stress stress response. So unfortunately, if trauma is in fact having a negative impact on your healing potential, addressing it will improve the outcomes of a healthy diet, you know, supplementing, do all, all the things on top of letting go will help, if that makes sense. I'm rambling. (laughs) I'm rambling as I'm citing this article from coreflexwellness.com, which is wonderful. So take these tips and figure out where you are not letting go. Because what doesn't serve you, you need to let go of. And, you know, we're coming up on the end of the year. We're coming up on another new year. And aren't we lucky that we get to experience that? I still think that all the time. I think about how lucky I am that I'm even alive. I mean, it's the one thing that the pandemic really kind of put into focus was we all are lucky to be here. And 
Although sometimes it's really hard to feel grateful, it's really hard to get out of our own head, it's really hard to unstick this trauma in our life. But I always say it's a compound effect, letting it go slowly, don't expect it all to be released at once, and you will be better for it. So remember, bliss is your birthright. We are all meant to be blissful. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week, everybody. Thank you for listening.